0: So back to the weekly we pass, I'm Bonnie Jill Laughlin joined by my co-host Holly Huggins and we have a friend of ours on the show, Spud Webb, 12 years in the NBA, 1986 slam dunk winner and current president of basketball operations of the Texas Legends, the G League team for the Dallas Mavericks. Spud, how are
1: you? I'm doing good, just, uh, you know, got from the golf course trying to work on my game as terrible as ever, so. Uh, now I just sit around like an old man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you been handling the COVID? I mean, it's been kind of crazy for all of us, but it's, I guess it uh, helps when you're hitting the links, right?
1: Well, that's my only outlet, uh, going to the links and getting in the golf course by myself and play and then come home and sit and watch TV all day and you can uh, go socialize and do all that good stuff. So I just sit out, you know, sit out on the patio and watch TV.
0: <laughs> now, you've been a friend of Holly and I's for a long time. And you know what I've never asked you, Spud? How did you get your nickname?
1: I thought you were going to ask me that today.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a long story. It is actually, it, it actually, it, it, it's, uh, it tells my age, too. So okay. in 60, it, it, uh, is, I'm um, actually was named after the Russian satellite, Spudnik. and. Oh. That was the year it was launched, I guess, in '63, the year I was born. Yeah. And a friend of my mom and dad's had these black folks with this great sense of humor say, This boy has a big head like a Spudnik. <laughs> and so the kids, <laughs> no, I, the kids in the neighborhood, I tell the kids at the camp, Don't laugh when I tell it. it was, uh, they couldn't say Spudnik and they were saying Spud, Spud. So I, I grew up thinking my name was Spud until I was cognizant that the, the the real name is Anthony and the government and the teachers and the police call you Anthony. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Spud is not on my birth certificate.
0: Oh, it's not? It nothing to do
1: with no. potato. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: nothing
1: yeah, that's to be- do with potato. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Spud, I have to ask you, um, we're going to go way back for a minute. I want to talk about this slam dunk contest. <laughs> I mean... You're obviously very popular for winning the slam dunk co- contest back in 1986. And growing up in Dallas, um, which is home base for me too, how special was it winning the slam dunk contest in, in Dallas back in 1986?
1: Well, it was real special because in my hometown, I grew up here. And, uh, you know, once you mess up in, your, in front of your home of uh, fans or, or family or friends, they remember that the rest of their life. So I know it was a lot of pressure for me to go out and and win it, but I knew the dunks I could do. I know the repertoire dunks I had been uh trying for a year, so I wasn't gonna go out there and embarrass myself. I know the world probably thought that. all oh, he may do one dunk and you know, that was it, but I I wouldn't have got in a dunk contest test if I knew it. I could only have one dunk to do. I knew I had a variety of dunks that I could do.
0: That's- the did you know that, um, did you really say to Dominique that you didn't prepare any dunks though?
1: No, actually I didn't. And he'd never seen me dunk before because I was so busy trying to make the team and stay on the team. I didn't have time, you know, like these guys have. The process now, three years of, of developing. I had to produce every night. So I wasn't sitting around doing dunk contests. And then the week before, I was only asked like a week before the dunk contest, maybe a couple of days. And uh I had already had signed up to uh go be on the Johnny Carson show. And if y'all know who the Johnny Carson oh, show is yeah. y'all really showing <laughs> y'all age. But oh, yeah. so I had to fly to LA and then catch a helicopter to the um airport, uh you know, to the studios and then back and make it back to Dallas for the dunk contest the next day. Or lucky I was, you know, twenty-two at the time, it didn't matter, but uh, you know, I never prepared. I never practiced for it. It was just something that came to my mind as we went on.
2: I gotta know though, who named some of these dunks? I was reading them the other day. It's like the strawberry jam. And yeah. The, <laughs> the <laughs> reverse double pump. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I I never. You know. I never. I mean, they guys, you know they look on the internet and give their dunks names, but I I never I never got into that. I guess.
0: I like the three sixty degree helicopter. That was I was watching it last night. I'm sure Holly did too. It was kind of fun watching you do all those dunks. You had so much swag and confidence. Uh, you could tell that you knew you should be the winner.
1: Oh uh, yeah, once you know, uh, you know, you got the crowd behind you, and then it was you know, like, uh, like when I walk around Dallas now, people like I was there when you won the dunk contest. I'm like, reunion, Re- reunion arena only holds twenty thousand. time, like a hundred thousand people that told me they were there that day, but. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd was behind you. You get the confidence, and 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 then, you know, the people start chanting. And then Calvin Murphy start to, you know, the guy you watch growing up start rooting for you to, to get you a little inspiration too.
2: And and do people still ask you if you can dunk today?
1: Every day. <laughs> Every building you walk in, any cigar bar I walk in, they uh, touch the ceiling. Can you still dunk? I'm like, man. Hey, it's for the young guys now.
2: <laughs> well, speaking yeah, of young day. guys, you have a adorable grandson, Kingston. Is that right? Yes. Does Does he ask um, what What's the Are you called grandpa or what What's his yeah, name?
1: Yeah, he he he, papa. Papa. Uh, does pawpaw. he say papa? Uh, show me your yeah, stand <laughs> so I said, I said, you know, you're not gonna call me uh, papa. You are gonna call me O.G. Said, no, no, you papa. So uh, about two weeks ago, he finally, after watching, like, Last Dance with his dad, Uh and and, uh, he come to me, and I guess, you know, they showed him different stuff of me, and he goes, I saw you on TV, but why? (laughs) He said, I know Michael Jordan was on there, but why were you on TV? (laughs) So he's kind of getting a little bit of, uh, you know, noticing because people come around, and he want to jump in all the pictures now.
0: Now, Spud, 20 years after that, uh, you actually were able to help Nate Robinson. And I remember you, like, tossed the ball to him and he leaped over. And did you kind of give him some insight or some training? Or did you guys work together before that day?
1: No, actually, uh, you know, I had stopped going to the dunk contests. And he, you know, like, man, you got to come. I want to do this dunk. And if I get in the finals, I want to get this dunk. But we had to use it way before the finals. because I think it was Eagle Dollar was doing some incredible dunk. So uh, he – he the day before he like, we just the dunk I want to do, and I uh, like we walked in and he just balances it. And I'm gonna jump over your head and dunk it, but I had been hearing about him through my buddy her. We and man, we did it like three times, man. And he cleared me each time and dunked it. And He said, We're gonna use that one tomorrow if I need to in the finals, but we had to use it to get in the finals. <laughs> so, uh, we've been friends since then, but I, I really didn't, um. You know, you know, Barkley would say every time I see him. He said, "You're the, you're the only person I ever seen to help another guy smaller than you win." <laughs> <laughs> so We got to stick up for each other. We got to stick up for you, big head guys like you. <laughs>
0: Oh, I can hear Chuck say that's funny. That's but I want to go down memory lane a little bit back to college. So you went from Midland to NC State and then were able to play under the legend head coach Jimmy Valvano from 1983 to 85, and you guys got to the Sweet 16, I believe the Elite Eight as well. I mean, how was it? how that transfer come about and how thrilled were you to be able to play under Jimmy V?
1: Yeah, you know the <clears throat> I uh at that time they had just won a national uh, college yeah. championship the mm-hmm. year before I got there. So, uh, they was on cloud nine and coach V was known as one of the best coaches and great. I mean, you, you, mean you just love playing for a guy like that. Uh, uh, God rest his soul, but he treated you like a man. He always talked to you, try to help you, you know, you know, he, you sh- didn't shoot the ball. I'm, you know, he'd take you out of the game. What coach back then would take you out for not shoot and, uh, he was just fun to be around. You know, he had all the Italian stories and all the f-bombs, too, come out. But we, uh, you just love being around him. He always treated you nice and his family. And uh, they were always the same. And now I see his brother. We always have a good conversation, Bob Valvano. So uh, uh, the NC State legacy uh, around there for him, man, is, uh, you know, you play for him and people just treat you nice when you go back.
0: Now, at that point, Spud, you were still considered, you know, an undersized player, wouldn't get drafted. But did you know that you would eventually make it to the NBA?
1: No, because it wasn't a guy my size uh, playing. Uh, mm-hmm. So when I came out of uh, – after the lead eight at the NC State, you know, they were, uh, this agent called me. He goes, uh, you know, I, the gold Traders have been calling, but he said, I think yeah, you can play that. in the NBA. I said, yeah, I like you. You're going to be my agent. But I, he said uh, uh, there's a couple of teams that were interested, like I think it was like the Lakers or Atlanta and Detroit or something like that. And uh, and I ended up signing as uh, drafted by Detroit, but never went there and ended up signing as a free agent with Atlanta. But uh wasn't a guy my size. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know how you play or how to use you and things like that. So Mike Pitello, uh found out a way, and I ended up playing 12 years that way.
2: But
1: who would you say was your greatest inspiration growing up? I mean, sports or? Yeah, just,
2: both. Well, well, <laughs> I
1: mean, I mean, you know, you look up to your big brother or your dad uh, uh, as, as you know people like that. But the sports-wise, uh, I mean, you know, Doctor J, I, you know, you you look at him, man. He just looked like a basketball player. He's just so classy. He's nice and then you get to meet him and you go, oh, man, he's humble too. So mm-hmm. uh, it made it way more easy to, to, to have him as your idol the rest of your life. And You know, when I finally met him, you know, we were like rookies and we were going to play him in a preseason game. And uh, we were sitting out there by the bus waiting on him to get off so we can watch him walk in. And it was like, you know, you and oh, it was Dr. J. <laughs> And uh, so when he walked by, he said, hey, Anthony. I'm like, man, this guy knows my my first name. <laughs> so uh, later in the career, I told him, uh, I'm like, man, I, my, one of my, you know, this bucket list thing is to play golf with Dr. J and I. And I got to uh, six years ago to play with him in Hawaii
0: Oh, that's cool. Now another golfer, MJ. I was watching uh, some of the highlights from when you guys played in 1984. Uh, obviously, he was at UNC and you were at NC State. How was it, Garden and MJ, playing in that game? Because I know you guys have golfed together as well.
1: Yeah, we're the same age, and then, 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 then all the kids are like you played against Michael Chad, Like, unfortunately, we're the same age. So, from <laughs> my, my junior year in college all the way through the NBA, I tell them that's the reason why I don't have rings and. Uh, yeah, man, the greatest of all time for me. Uh, you know, no flaw in this game, you know, but you know, that killer instincts that some players don't have these days. Uh but that's that's what I say. I separate um, the stars from the superstars like uh, Magic Larry Bird and mm-hmm. and Isaiah Thomas Ma- uh, uh Michael, them man, Akeem, them they had that killer instincts along with the talent. And that's, you know, hard to hard to guard those type of guys. Are, you no, know, the skill set that he has, man, he hate losing. I love guys that hate losing. Because, you know, <laughs> right. That 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 make you want to pull for him even harder. Like, man, this dude is mad because they're losing. You gotta love uh, his uh, competitiveness that he puts on on the floor.
0: Now, Spud, how would you have handled, you know, this NBA bubble? I mean, this is pretty, you know, a different t- type of situation man. that these players are dealing with. I don't know if you I guys, I know that. a lot of you guys during in this. I don't know if you guys would have been able to handle this bubble.
1: I, I, don't, <laughs> think we, I don't think we could have handled that bubble. I mean, I'm telling I'm glad they're playing because I have something to do and watch. But, man, I'll be thinking like, man, they just sitting in the room right now. they just watching TV right now. They tired of looking at each other. <laughs> they tired of going to breakfast and dinner <laughs> right? with each other. You know, it's like they had no life. And you know, so they, man, they got to be pretty hard on them to sit there and then pay pe- well, they're getting paid, but what about the san- sanity? <laughs>
2: yeah, right. <laughs> it's like groundhog day though for these guys. It's gotta yeah. be, you know, oh, same, same people, same, same meals. Same for your test um, same
1: routine yeah
2: <laughs> yeah but it's
1: got to be tough
2: to your point you know they're they're being paid so they're they're yeah. there to do a they're there to do a job yeah. for sure um but right. so i, I want to know what your thoughts on the news that dropped today with steve nash as the new nets head coach i mean. No, yeah, no coaching I, I re- experience, but lots of leadership and immeasurable playing experience. Were you surprised
1: by the four-year deal? Yeah, I, was, I read it came across my deal when I was out on the golf course today. I was like, I didn't, know, I didn't know Steve was into coaching, but uh, if that's what he want to do, he's well-deserving because he's given his, uh, his, all, his all in playing basketball in the NBA for all the years. So he's a point guard because, you know, we're the smartest ones in the room, right? <laughs> so he naturally can be a coach. So I'm happy for him. Uh, I mean, I've met him, known Steen, a long long time. And, uh, you know, if that's what he want to do, man, uh, you know, good luck with that. All I, I, them personalities and dealing with all that, uh, that's that's a hard job, uh, you know. So hopefully uh, that he be successful and he's going to have some good players and a good team. So uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to get a bunch of uh, – uh, head coaches around them with mostly uh, young coaches that come in their first year. Always have a lot of former head coaches around them. So uh, hopefully it'll work out.
2: Do you think it's going to have... be a good fit with uh, Kevin Durant and
1: Kyrie Irving? Oh, Steve can work with anybody. I mean, uh, you, he's, uh, he's proven that over the years, the way he uh, went to different teams and fit right in. Uh, you never, never, ever hear any of these guys that uh, played with him talk bad about him. So Naturally, he was helping everybody out in coaching. From what I hear, that uh, he always helped young players out when they came in. He's been working with Golden State on different stuff. So it's not like he's going to walk into some real blind, but I mean, it's going to be a, you know, now the head coach, everything falls on you. So, you know, hopefully he's uh, up to the task because, uh, you know, he's, he's a competitor. So he, he'll figure it out.
2: <laughs> but I have to. I, I can't let you go today without asking your thoughts on um, all the civil unrest and how the NBA is, is handling it. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, they're it a great man. And uh, uh, getting people out to vote, getting awareness of what's social conscious of, uh, you know, things going on in the world that needs to been, should have been out years ago, but uh, glad it's coming out now so they can, we can get it straight and then um, people can have a good lives. But if we're doing a, you know, voting initiative, like they have all the arenas, people go vote. Uh-huh. Get out I and saw vote. That. Uh, yeah. You know, that's, that's pretty impressive. You And LeBron, what LeBron and all those, in the WNBA are doing, is awesome. You know, uh, that they getting people out to conscious awareness of what's going on in society to get out and vote and make decisions. Now,
0: Spub, last question before I let you go, I got to ask you about your predictions with, the nba playoffs i mean obviously we've got the lakers and rockets and then denver and the clippers and then the east milwaukee miami boston and toronto what are you thinking right now or maybe i'll make it easy for you who do you think makes it to the nba finals
1: uh you know what i want to see the clippers and lakers play and i think that whoever won out of those two will probably uh win it uh uh, mm-hmm. Milwaukee down to the Boston, but Boston is surprising a lot of people and they haven't gotten hate with. Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. going to be something to watch. And Miami has been, in then the defense they play and the jump shots they take, it's been great. Uh, But I, you know, I, you know, I'm a, I'm going to be biased because of uh, you know, Doc Rivers uh, with, uh, with the Clippers, a former teammate of mine, but, but uh. I mean, I want to see. I wish it was. I actually wish the Lakers and the Clippers were playing for the championship.
2: I know, me too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but hopefully, we get them in the Western Conference Finals, and and uh, you know, uh, I just you know Milwaukee. I want to see them win just yes, for Greek. The way he uh Giannis, Giannis the way he plays, mm-hmm. man, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they won it.
0: Well, Spud, you know, so I guess we'll see. But I, I think it may be the Clippers. I'm pulling for the Clippers, even though, even though I'm a Laker, I, I still got to pull. I got to pull for the Clippers. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, Spud. Well, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate your time. You know, we know you're busy, and then you had to leave the golf course to talk to me and Holly. <laughs> so that we so we appreciate that, and hopefully we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you soon in all Dallas. Right. All
1: right. Appreciate y'all all having right. me. Have a good day.
0: Thanks. Holly, isn't it always great to talk to Spud? I mean, not only is he a friend of ours, but he's also very insightful. I mean, you can tell he still watches the game. You can tell that he's up and up on everything that's going on uh, across the league, and he—you could tell he also likes to talk about, you know, what happened through his career.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's just—he's a, a great guy, and he's—he's he's somebody that's really prominent and prevalent around the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex too. Um, he's, of course, always on the golf courses around here, but. He's a guy that you can always, you know, find eating out of a restaurant and, you know, happy to have a conversation with anybody that, that walks up. Just a really laid back, you know, kind of guy. And his, you and I have been friends with Spud for, I don't, I don't even know. Decades, long. <laughs> and actually, I have to I have to thank Spud. Um, he's not on the phone anymore, but I should have mentioned it. I mean, he he's the reason that I get to do what I do or what I did with ESPN with motorsports. Believe it or not, he's the one Oh Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's the one that introduced me to the program director Dave Shore with ah, uh, right. okay. ESPN Radio years ago, and kind of brought that whole thing together. So. I just, you know, with all this stuff going on with COVID-19 and like you said, unable to go out and socialize as much as we used to, I haven't quite, you know, seen Spud in, in some time, but just always a great guy to talk to.
0: Yeah, he's fun. We'll we'll be doing this every week. And Holly, because we didn't get to talk about this to the top of the show, if you just would introduce yourself. I mean, for people who don't know, we have our new co-host who's been speaking now for (laughs) the past half hour, Holly Huggins, who's my best friend, but also we cheer together on the Cowboys and she's been a sportscaster forever. So Holly, we're glad that you're here. And I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to tell people. Yeah, Uh,
2: thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, So it's so cool to finally have this show come to fruition with and they, they say that it doesn't feel like work when you get to do something that you like, and it's even more fun when you get to do it with your best friend. And uh, we we've been best friends for I don't even 20 plus years, 25, 30 years, and uh, not 30 years. <laughs> I, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm only I'm only 32 years old. I've um, known her since I was two, but uh, getting up there. Let's let's be honest. But it's just fun to you know talk to somebody, um, another female that love sports the way that, that we do. And we can have those kind of conversations and just, you know, to wrap a show around it. So Dallas is home base for me. And at some point before I die, I would like to get Bonnie Jill back to Texas where she belongs. Um, I know. Yeah. So, but thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, well, it's great that Holly will bring a different perspective because um, motorsports is where Holly is really, uh, that's your gearhead. And that's where you really get to, I think that's kind of your passion. And then also college football. You love college football. So that'd be great uh, to be able to bring in your input on those sports because that's usually, you know, especially motorsports. You've had to teach me some stuff.
2: Yeah. So I am a gearhead. I'm actually named after Holly Carburetors. Believe it or not, my dad owns an auto parts store and that's kind of how I grew up. And so that's been a, a true passion of mine, um, lifelong passion of mine. And then we cheered for the Cowboys. So, you know, we have that, that love of the Cowboys. I know that you have your Niners love too. And I appreciate that as well. So, but it's just fun to be able to talk about those things and college football. I went to an all women's university for undergrad. So we didn't have, I didn't have a football team to root for. So I just kind of fell in love with all things, college football. And um,
0: basketball, actually. I just should have said basketball, too, because you love Duke.
2: I do, well, I do like Duke, yeah. I, I love me some March Madness, and um, I don't know. It's just 2020 has put such a damper on things in sports this year. It's just uh, we need a do-over. I'm ready for 2021, and I'm ready for a do-over just to get back to what some kind of normalcy with our sports so I can have my life again with, with those kind of things. And me
0: and Holly, I should say Holly and I, we should be on our way to Louisville this weekend, but because of some uh, situations that are happening in Louisville, we're not going to be able to, we're actually going to be working the race. So next week we'll kind of uh, talk about post-race, talk about uh, the winner of the second leg now of the, of the Triple Crown, the Kentucky Derby, and uh, we'll have a new guest as well. So it's going to be all exciting. And again, we're so happy to have Holly. So thanks again for listening to the Weekly Pass. I'm Bonnie Jill Laughlin and Holly Huggins. Talk to you next week.
2: Bye-bye.